Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I've been doing this for a long time and I'm confident in what I can do for people. And, and when, they, when they can kind of feel that and thrive off it, mate, that's... That's really the most powerful thing I think I get to experience. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Sharp and in this episode, we continue the conversation with property investor Sam Gordon. We continue to delve into Gordon's journey and he shares the Trident formula he incorporates into his own portfolio and his clients' deals how he accumulated over 18 properties at a very young age and much, much more. Gordon dives right in and tells us about the strategy that he has found most useful when he has bought properties for himself and his clients. I guess the strategy... In terms of it, like I've called this something, right? So what I use is I call I use something that I've called the Trident formula, and and essentially what it is is I have kind of three there's three different types of deals that I love to work with, and it's buy it's those bread and butter sort of properties we we're just talking about. You're buying in below market, um, you know, with strong cash flows, you know, in solid growth markets with value add potential. They're kind of what I kind of call like a base, like a foundation property, right? And I, I add a bunch of them into the portfolio, but then it's it's doing it's doing the small developments, doing the little buy and builds or duplexes, um, uh, small subdivisions, stuff like that. Even strata titling, I've strata titled um, twice. I've done I've done um, strata titling twice on unit blocks, and it's it's honestly such a great way to be able to pull that cash out and keep going. And I think. When you combine those two with really high cash flow deals, um, I'm talking stuff like dual occupancies, unit blocks, uh, commercial properties. When you're kind of combining the three of those, right, which is essentially my trident, right, like my it's, it's three different prongs there going at any one time. When you're combining those three things, it's honestly it's almost like unstoppable because you, you're getting the cash flow, you're getting the equity, and you're buying your below market. So you can pull that back out, and it just it's just a continual process. And that's I guess that's that's what I do. Um, that's what I've done for myself, and it works so well that I was able to uh, kind of model it into this this kind of this formula, this strategy. And that's yeah, it's the same thing I use for my clients, and it's mate, it's honestly it's showing some really really good results, and and I'm pumped on it. <laughs> After explaining what his strategy is, Gordon shares a story where he's put his strategy to the test. An easy one to think about, you know, in, in terms of all three strategies, right? So, um, my first one, kind of a bread and butter, a typical sort of one, I was call out the last one I've done in the, in the portfolio. I bought in a property that was probably worth about 210, 215,000. Um, it, it needed a little bit of work. 
uh, and I bought it for 185000 I went in there and I, I smashed out the Renault myself. I uh, did all the work. I did it in, it was a back-to-back uh, eight days. Each day was about 18 hours, I think it was. This was up in Brizzy and I, I drove all the way up after work one day um, on a Friday, smashed it out for a whole eight days straight, just back to back and then uh, <laughs> and then I drove all the way back to work and started started work the following day but the thing was what I did was I saved so much in labor that I think I did this Renault I budgeted it it came in about six and a half grand so all up I think on this property I spent hundred and ninety one and a half thousand dollars and it got revalued at two hundred and uh, sixty I think it was two hundred and sixty thousand and it was renting for three hundred bucks a week and this is in a growth corridor in Brizzy and like that, you know, pro- adding properties like that into the portfolio, they're, they're your foundation properties, you know, that you can just add them in all day long because you can pull that pull that uh, equity out and go again. And then so what I did at the same time I was doing that, I also had a buy and build on the go. Uh, sorry, it was a, it was a, it was a dual lock uh, buy and build. But so what I did was um, through in that area I was telling you about where I have some really, really strong contacts. Uh, I got brought an off-market deal before it, before it you know, was even advertised. The agent rang me and said, look, um, I have a developer. He needs to shift uh, a block like right now. Uh, and he said, look, what can you do for me? And this thing probably would have been, would have been worth at the time probably mid, mid to high threes. Uh, three hundred thousands, probably around th- maybe three sixty to three eighty. I said, "Look, mate, all I've got is two hundred and fifty grand to buy this thing." He's like, "Mate, two hundred and fifty grand is not going to get it." Anyway, we did a bit of bargaining, all the rest of it, and, and in the end, I picked it up for it was two hundred and eighty-three thousand. Uh, I I did a build on it, a dual lock build. Anyway, all, all up, it came in at about six hundred and eighty thousand. Uh, combined rent on it is uh, nine eighty a week, and it got valued recently at nine hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, and it took me about. 12 months and uh yeah and and so i think whatever that is i think it's about two hundred and seventy thousand dollars in equity and uh it's positive cash flow that thing is about twelve thousand dollars a year positive cash flow so that's yes yeah, it's, it's kind of it's it deals like that like they're the ones i made oh, this this is my bread and butter i love doing that stuff and, and getting out there and and doing those sorts of deals It is important to build relationships with the people working in the property industry because you never know when a deal can just fall into your lap. A lot of these deals, um, I think with what I buy, probably about 40, 40%, I think I've worked it out at some point. It was around about 40% of what I buy is off market uh, through agents that I have been dealing with for, um, I think I started buying in Brisbane, Adelaide for going on five years ago. Uh, so, you know, and, and I'm always in touch with them. And, and go, whenever I go up there, like I've got some, some of these agents, man, I'm like, he's good mates with them now. Like I go up there and I go out there and uh, I go out with them on the weekends and stuff and go out for drinks and and, uh, and, and for a feed and stuff. And they're actually become good mates. And it's the same as the agents I've got in my, in my local area uh, that I was, sorry, the area that I kind of invest in down down this way, down south of Sydney. And um, it's it's the same thing, mate. That they kind of they know I'm a serious buyer. They know when I call them and I'm talking about saying I'm not stuffing them around. And a lot of agents, mate, for the sake of an extra, even an extra thousand bucks, they're just like, look, if it's done, I'll call Sam. He'll he'll be able to flick it onto a client or do it himself. You know, if if it's a good deal. And um, it's honestly, mate, it's building those sort of relationships, those sort of connections that brings you the deals before they hit the market or. They'll call you when something's been sitting on there for ages and the vendor's like, nah, I've, this has been on there for three, four months. It was overpriced at start and the vendor's just become realistic. It's like, nah, I just want to sell it. And they'll drop like 50 grand off what they were originally wanting. 
and they're like, well, if I call if I call Sam, he's got someone that'll buy it today. And it's it's building those relationships and keeping in front of those people all the time. And to be honest, mate, like they're actually mates of mine now. Like I, I get on really well with these people, so they're. They, they love being able to call me with, with good deals, so it's, it's kind of win-win. Gordon prides himself on being able to talk and get along with anyone and he shares a story where that ability came in handy. I've done a few renovations down there and um, you know I've kind of done renovations everywhere everywhere that I've bought but uh, a few renovations and, and when you do renos and you kind of, it's, it's good in a way being a buyer's agent because when I go do renos, I'll go and I'll go and speak to the agents and, and kind of chat with them and go and see a lot of different properties while I'm, while I'm there doing different stuff. And it's it's kind of this, mate. It's, it's honestly it's the same thing. You just you just build those relationships. And um, mate, I tell you, I, I don't know how I do it. I got these these weird connections with people heaps heaps early. There's this one place where I did a unit block, and um, a strata subdivision. And I renovated four units, and um, I got on really well with the building and pest inspector. Like we just, it was weird, man. Like we were there for like four hours. It's like chatting and carrying on and stuff and it was like a 40 degree day uh it was that hot and he's like mate just come back come back to the house for an iced tea i go back his wife's like who the hell is this guy like he apparently never brought anyone home and uh from like a bloody job site and uh i've gone in there had the iced tea had lunch with them and then um before i knew it they were kind of uh you know offering me whenever i you know when i was coming back down to do the renovations uh that i could stay in the the granny flat out the back so i went down and, and smashed out a three-week reno on this place and I was just staying in the back of this guy's house. It was- Gordon was able to develop his own strategy but with an abundance of investors in the market, he's seen similar approaches. There's definitely people out there doing developments. I don't know if they're kind of doing it in the same way um, because a lot of people that I know, they do one or the other and I think what helps me enabling to do kind of everything is I've got those industry contacts now where people are kind of calling me. I don't have to keep my finger, like I, I do keep my finger on the pulse everywhere, but I don't have to keep my eyes on every location all the time because a lot of people will bring me really good deals. And to be honest, I only really focus on uh, five markets. So I've got my normal developing location in New South Wales and then I have two locations in Brisbane that I buy and two locations in South Australia that I buy. And um, it's it works really well for me because I only need to worry about those areas because they're the areas that I have, I, I really, um, really believe are going to grow. And so I just, I just focus on those areas. And once the growth has come to those areas and they're no longer the right places to invest, I'll move on to another, I'll, I'll do my research again, find the area I think truly is going to grow next and go and move that, that onto the next area. And then, so I'm still only really spreading myself across, across five locations, so to speak. And Honestly, mate, it's it's building those it's building those connections, building those networks, and just having people being like, "Oh, look, I'd prefer to call Sam than call anyone else." And you know, if I can bring it to the to the bring it to him, and he's going to buy it, and that vendor doesn't have to pay two and a half grand in marketing, then that's a that's a bit of a win win for everyone, especially if they need to sell it quickly. With such an impressive portfolio at such a young age, Gordon runs through how much it is worth. Mate, I haven't run the numbers on the portfolio exactly for a little bit. I think she, in terms of in terms of value, I think it's up. It's around about five million uh, in net, sorry in in gross worth. I think it's I think I've got about two million in equity in there. Last time I checked, and the positive cash flow that made that's what allowed me to to leave the job and start the buyers agency. The positive cash flow is 
up around about 60 grand a year. I think it's a tad under 60 grand a year at the moment. After following his dreams of playing soccer at a young age and then moving into the family business on the farm, eventually he achieved his goals within the property industry and talks more about what is keeping him motivated. I think I really just want to set myself up for uh, when I when I meet the right you know the right lady and and you know kind of get myself a family, uh, build myself a family. I think I really I just want to be set up. I I don't want to be as I wouldn't say as hardworking. I think I'll always be hardworking, but so dependent on needing to work really hard as my parents were. And I think that I think that's probably the biggest motivating factor for me. I saw how hard they worked all the way through to to their mid sixties, you know, until. Um, you know, I kind of was able to give him a hand as well with some stuff and, and they were able to kind of step back a little bit from work. And I, I think growing up with that um, looming over me, I, I definitely didn't want that. So I think the biggest motivator would be wanting to be able to set up, set up my family uh, going forward in a, in, a, in a good way and, and for us to be comfortable. Coming up after the break, we'll delve into the deals that Sam Gordon is looking to achieve in the future. I think maybe for my, those last two that I pick up before I before I call it call it a day for now, I think I probably wouldn't mind uh, wouldn't mind doing a commercial deal. The goals he has set for himself to help his clients achieve success. Probably is a long term game, but if if someone came to me with the right um, you know probably borrowing capacity and, and deposit level, uh, <laughs> I probably could bloody retire him in five years. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum, and you're listening to Property Investory. Gordon has a successful portfolio of 18 properties, but it's not quite enough for him. In terms of the accumulation phase, I think I might be, oh, I wouldn't say I might be done because I had a goal. I wanted to have 20 properties while I was still 29. I didn't want to turn 30 with under 20 properties. So I still kind of want to pick up two more. Um, but I think once I've picked up those two, uh, to tell you the truth, like most of this year, I've pretty much, I've just been focusing on my clients. Um, you know, that's that's... That's what I'm really excited about. You know, I, I get these people come on board, mate, and if they've been burnt the way I was burnt um, back in the day, and they don't trust people, and then I can kind of flip that on its head and, and show them, um, you know, for one, that I'm an honest guy, but that I really actually want to help them achieve what it is they want. And I, I think that's that's the thing. I think I'm a little more excited about that side of things, and, and um, in, in terms of that. And, rather than kind of looking at growing my portfolio much more at the moment. I'm pretty happy with where it is. And uh, I guess to tell you the truth, I wouldn't mind getting a commercial deal. I think I've been doing a lot of research into commercial lately. And I think maybe for my, those last two that I pick up before I before I call it call it a day for now, I think I probably wouldn't mind, uh, wouldn't mind doing a commercial deal or two. He started accumulating properties at a young age and we learn about whether he had any help along the way. I've always been someone to kind of go it alone a little bit, which... If like looking back now, I, I probably could have you know done a lot better than what than what I have. I have done pretty well, but I think I probably could have done a little bit better if I had maybe looked to a mentor or, or to someone to help me. But to tell you the truth, mate, I've I spent a lot of time, especially probably through to about twenty five. I spent a lot of time reading. You know, you, you'd probably know the, the three big mags that were back then. Um, you know, the, the three big property mags that came out every month. It's it's down to only one one mag these days. And but that was it, mate. I, I just used to pour pour over those. I, I I read them religiously. You know, I had the subscription to all three, and literally when they came out, I read them back to front and learnt everything I could. And um, yeah, that was that was I guess that I think that was where I picked up 
almost everything that I learned uh, would have been through that stuff, just, just digesting as much as I could and then applying it as I saw fit. I guess different people are different, but like I love listening to the podcast, man. I listen to most of the stuff you do as well. And it's it's a really cool way of, I mean, that's what I do. Every time I drive somewhere, I've got the podcast on, you know, listening to different stuff, but it's the magazines. I'm, I'm definitely with you there, kind of being able to read it and looking at the numbers. We delve into any book recommendations that Gordon has for us. I was always a big reader um, when I was a kid, you know, in terms of fictional stuff, but I didn't, I can't really put my finger on any books I've really ever read that, that gave me too much. Um, uh, you know what? I guess back in the day, I probably read Steve McKnight's. You know, he was probably one of the idols of mine. You know, the zero to uh, 130 in three and a half years, um, which is which you know isn't actually possible anymore with the way lending is these days. Even if you were able to find deals that good, you actually couldn't you couldn't do it in that in that manner anymore. But that, that that was a cool book, I guess, to read. But to be honest, to be honest, Tyrone, it was all it was all the magazines. They were as good as a book to me, you know. I kind of there's so many different stories, so many different perspectives in them, and that for me was was the big thing. Most of the time, the best advice you can receive comes from the people closest to you. The old boy, don't buy the Supra. <laughs> that, that is it, man. Honestly, that would be my best advice I've ever received. That would be easily the best, the best investment I never made. Some of the most successful people in the world are creatures of habit. Gordon shares with us what routine he likes to do on a daily basis. Two kind of things come to mind as soon as you say that. I, my 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 morning routine, that, you know, that I was kind of talking to you about before. You know, getting up at four fifty nine and then just training every morning. It, it's it's weird, man. Like most people would probably think, you know, you'd you'd get tired from doing it, but I get such a massive boost of energy uh, from doing it. And literally, I'll run all the way through till I crash every night and and get up and do it again. And it, I don't know. It's, it's that's a that's probably. Yeah, in terms of habits, that, that's probably that's probably the you know probably the biggest one towards the success. The the other the other one that sprang to mind that that I kind of mentioned was, uh, I, I think I can read people, judge people very quickly. It's um, I didn't do that so much when I was younger. I think I, I got an inkling about what someone was like, or I got a gut feel, and I didn't I didn't back myself in trusting it. Whereas these days, uh, I'm very quick to to back my gut on on. Um, you know, on my take of someone and apply that, I guess, accordingly. Um, I guess that's a, uh, I guess that's kind of just more of a mental thing for me, uh, backing myself in that regard, trusting myself. He shares with us what advice he would give himself if he met himself 10 years ago at the beginning. I would have kind of gone harder. Um, yeah, probably, I probably would have said to him, buy more, buy more in Sydney, like, you know, pull, pull out the equity and, and go again. Um, probably look to accumulate some, some some different development sites or, or even dual ox sites and stuff like that. Uh, I, yeah, I just would have said go harder. Back yourself, go harder. At such a young age to have built an incredible portfolio like he has, there is plenty to look forward to in the future. My journey in probably the next five years is probably going to be pretty much for my clients. Um, mate, I'd love to see who I could retire in a five-year window. Uh, <laughs> it's Look, property is a long-term game, but if, if someone came to me with the right... Um, you know, probably borrowing capacity and, and deposit level. Uh, <laughs> probably good bloody retirement in five years. But it's honestly, mate. In a five, if I a lot of my clients though, what I have for them is a five-year game plan of accumulation, and it pretty well goes close enough to achieving what they want. They've just got to then then let the portfolio mature, uh, and and then probably throw in a few different uh, little manufactured equity deals along the way as well. But honestly, mate, yeah, probably the next five years. You know, personally, maybe try and pick up. Like I said to you, a commercial deal or two, but then, mate, I just want to go full hog for my, uh, you know, all, all in for my clients and just see, 
see how, how well I can do for as many of them as I can, help out as many people as I can. The perks of using a property buyer's agent is that they're able to show you things that you didn't even realize are possible. There's a lot of people that come to me and they, they think they can maybe only buy one or two and it's I think it's flipping that on its head. Also, a lot of people don't realize the volume of properties you kind of need to be able to retire. Uh, it's It's not... You know, definitely in my strategy, it's not one or two or three properties, you know, that are worth a million bucks to get through. It's it's building a foundation portfolio, like I was saying to you before, of maybe three to six really high quality, you know, your below market, strong cash flow growth sort of properties, building them and then it's 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 doing the other accelerated strategies alongside that. And it's and then throwing in a foundation property every, you know, every year or so as well. And it's I think it's when, when I actually put that on paper for people or, or talk about and explain it to them as to what we what we need to do and that the way I show them how they can do it and how I can help them do that. When when I've done that for people, mate, even just, just seeing in their eyes and, and they get their aha moments in in that moment when they're sitting there across from me. And that's, man, that's that's powerful stuff. And you see that, honestly, it, I can sometimes be a bit of an emotional dude, man. And when I see that sort of stuff, man, it makes it like I, I buzz, hey, like I get, I get so much energy from from showing people what is possible. And uh, and, and it's cool because I, like I'm, I'm not saying as someone who's, who hasn't done anything or maybe only bought a property or two, like I've been doing this for a long time and I'm confident in what I can do for people. And, and when they when they can kind of feel that and thrive off it, mate, that's that's really the most powerful thing I, I think I get to experience. Gordon talks to us about whether luck or skill has shown to be the dominant factor throughout his young career. You know, there's a lot of people that say, there's, you know, there's, you make your own luck and stuff like that. And, and you do, you know, you have to position yourself in a market to... to um, experience the growth but you know I think I got a little bit of luck in terms of where where I am based geographically you know if I was based in you know Brizzy, Perth yeah or Adelaide or something like that I wouldn't have probably you know I definitely wouldn't have seen as much growth as I had in, in the probably first uh, first few properties that I bought that were kind of Sydney region based and I got a lot of growth off them as well but I also didn't kind of sit in the sidelines just buy and, and, and pray you know it's I, everything I've done and every deal I do, I'm always forcing value. So, mate, I would definitely say, you know, I probably at least have had 20% luck, you know, 20, 20% luck because, you know, but it's, but then it's, it, there is a lot of skill involved in navigating the market and buying the right properties and the strategy, man, that, 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 sorry, that trident formula that I use, you know, implementing that. It's well, all well and good to have it on paper, it's implementing it buying the right properties, doing the deals and having them going all the time, you know, picking up the high cash flow deals, all that sort of stuff. That's that's skill. That that is, you know, I may have been working on the farm for 13 years, but I tell you for the last 10 years, uh, <laughs> that that's been my second job. My primary focus all along has always been real estate and it's you know, it's it's in my mind I'm a professional at it. I'm a professional investor and and uh, yeah, mate, I love it. <laughs> If you want to contact Sam Gordon, this is how you can reach him. You can find me online uh, at www.australianpropertyscout.com.au uh, and then it won't, if you go on there, you can kind of fill in this little info box there. Uh, we can we can book in a book in a call and, and have a chat. Uh, you know, and there's you know you can have a look at uh, some different client deals and stuff that, that's been on there, as well as I'm on the or, you know the socials as well. Uh, so, you know, on, on Facebook, just search Australian Property Scout. Uh, Instagram as well, but you know, feel free if there's anyone out there you want to, you know, reach out to me and have a chat. I'm always uh, 
always willing to have a chat with people and see see what they're hoping to achieve and, and how I can possibly help them. You know, little portfolio reviews and stuff like that, mate. I'm more than happy to do that. Thank you to property buyer's agent Sam Gordon, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear his full story, visit propertyinvestory.com.au.